when there's two people that love each other and truly, truly love each other, you know, when you find that beloved, that person that means so much to you, you want to spend every waking moment with that person. You want to always be with that person. And you feel incomplete when your beloved leaves for a while. And we know that's the case as well when there's someone who leaves for a long extended period of time and you don't see the person for months or years or, you know, something happens to the person you don't see the person again until heaven. And, you know, you try not to forget about the person. But we know that when the person leaves, that line, the traditional quote, their absence makes the heart grow fonder, it really doesn't. Because when you know that that person you love and want to be with so much is absent, eventually, if that person is not keeping contact with you or you don't see that person, you end up forgetting the person. The person becomes a memory to you. And that person, the life and blood person, the person who's so concrete, you're not seeing anymore, you're not touching, you're not feeling, you're not listening or hearing. And you know, that's why so many people, you know, in the traditional understanding again of children, why children are such a blessing for a family, because it's that way the husband and wife who truly love each other can have that child that is there, born of them, that will always remind one of the spouses of the other spouse if something happens to that spouse. That's why children are such a blessing for that couple when they see that there's some image and likeness of the love that they have for one another. St. John tells us throughout his letters and throughout the Gospel of John that God so loved the world that he sent his only son. And our, his son, Jesus Christ, is so in love with his creation. Jesus Christ is so in love with you that he could not bear to be separated from you. That is why the great miracle of the Eucharist, where Jesus Christ is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, is such an important teaching because if God is so in love with his creation and he all of a sudden becomes absent from us in his presence and we're not present to him or he's not present to us then God then becomes that abstraction God becomes nothing but a memory to us and this is not a memory Jesus Christ is truly present There's a study that just came out, really sad statistics actually, 57% of Catholics believe in the true presence. That's 43% of our brothers and sisters think that the Eucharist is nothing but a symbol, it's nothing but a memory, and that's not true. That's not true. Jesus Christ is truly present because He so loves you that He wants to be present to you. So when we come to the Eucharist and we see the real presence, we know that as we feast on His body and blood, that we have that life, that life of Jesus Christ that brings us eternal life. It's an also, also very interesting where we, you know, when he's telling the, the, the followers, his disciples today about this teaching, about the eating the flesh and drinking the blood of the Son of Man, that they all start quarreling. They say, you know, that can't be true. How can this be true? How can he give us his flesh to eat? We lose something in the translation because in the original Greek, Jesus is saying, eat 
and it's the common word for eating as someone would normally eat. But after the Jews turn to him and say, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? He doesn't come back and say anything other than, listen to me, amen, amen, I say to you, this is what is true. This is my body, and you must eat my body. And the word that he now uses in the Greek is not eat the common word that he was using, but is to describe it, be to gnaw, to gnaw on the flesh, to gnaw on the flesh. That means that he is recognizing and saying to them, you know, it's not a symbol. This is not a symbol. And I am asking you to come and feast and gnaw and chew and eat the flesh of the Son of Man. Now, of course, he also adds a very, very scandalous thing and to drink his blood. The blood is the life force. These people knew. And next week we're going to see that many of the disciples left Jesus. We're going to see that they couldn't handle this teaching. He doesn't call them back and say, Hey, no, yo, I was only kidding. He lets them go. And we have to be willing to allow our brothers and sisters in the faith who do not recognize the true presence to let them go until they can find in their heart the truth of this teaching and to know that we have eternal life when we eat His body and drink His blood. And that blood is very important. In the Old Testament, blood is the life force. Blood made you ritually impure and unclean, and you needed to have these purification rites, because the blood is where the Jews found the life force of God. That's why they were told that you cannot touch a dead animal or a corpse because they're unclean, because the life force is no longer there. That's also why they were told they couldn't eat meat that had the blood that was strangled with it still. They had to stay away from it because they knew that it was a sacred element and it made them unclean if they came that close to the divine essence of the blood. So when Jesus is saying, you must drink my blood, they know darn well what he's saying. They know that he is saying, you must drink this life force of God, the divinity of God found in the blood. Scandalous. Very, very scandalous. And yet the followers of Jesus Christ knew what he was saying was true and they came and they followed and they knew that if they ate his flesh and drank his blood that they would have life within themselves that they would live forever and the life isn't just the eternal life but it's life here on earth so many of our brothers and sisters we look around you know, so many people don't come to Mass and we look and say well you know they're still alive where's the argument that we need to come to Mass and eat his body and drink his blood for life it's the life of joy the life of the Holy Spirit the life of God who brings joy to our hearts and souls it is the life of God who says that I am here for you. I am here to transform your life so that you don't need to be attached to a life of sin. We are dead to sin because we have found life in God. It's also important when he uses the bread and the wine as the elements of the Eucharist because bread is what we have for nourishment 
when we're strengthening ourselves. Bread, which is the one that sanctifies our suffering and our toil in this world. Bread that gives us the strength to be able to work. But it is the wine that brings the joy and the celebration of life. So we need to bring both elements because the bread helps us through the toil and suffering of the week. But it is the wine that helps to inebriate us. And if you've ever had a good bottle of wine, you know that when you drink from that wine, there is joy, there is love, there is that inebriated feeling. So the blood of Jesus Christ brings us a joy that inebriates us, that brings us the joy that celebrates our life. We do not need to stand up here and say, life stinks. Life cannot stink. Life will never stink if we continue to feast on the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Because it is the blood of Christ, the precious blood of Jesus Christ, that brings us the joy of living. The joy of being able to bring from week to week to the altar of the Lord all of our sacrifices, all of our joys and sorrows and say to the Lord, you have given me life and I give it back to you and I unite my life with yours, Lord, because I know that you love me and I'm going to allow the love of Jesus Christ to inebriate myself so that I can show the love back. Jesus Christ asks us to come forth. He invites us to receive His body and blood. Not a symbol. Let us pray and unite our prayers with the angels and saints who are so devoted to the Eucharist. And pray for our brothers and sisters who have lost the semblance of what the body and blood of Christ is. Let us pray for those who see it only as a symbol that they may see and feel and know in their heart and in their mind and in their soul that it is not a symbol, but it is Jesus Christ himself who comes to live in our hearts so that we may have the joy of living on this earth with the hope and the joy of knowing we will be with him for all eternity.